For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Melchizedek Priesthood. This is part five of the series. To begin this teaching, we're going to look at the life and example of Abraham as it relates to the role and the responsibility within the kingdom of God to be faithful in his kingdom. In Genesis chapter 11 and verse 26, it is written, And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now, Abram is listed first in the sequence here, and normally you would infer from that that Abram is the firstborn in the family. But if you do a detailed study of Genesis and in the commentaries, it will tell you that Abram was not literally the firstborn of the family, but he's listed here first because of his spiritual faith and walk that he exemplified in his life unto the God of Israel. And Abraham built altars to worship the God of Israel. In Genesis chapter 13 verse 18 it is written, Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. And Abraham is faithful in obedient to the instruction that the God of Israel gives unto him. We find this instruction in Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 where the Lord said to Abram, get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And the blessing for his obedience is found in this promise. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Continuing in Genesis chapter 12 verses 3 and 4. And I will bless those that bless you and curse him that curses you and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot that is his nephew went with him and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And then ultimately for Abraham's act of obedience unto the God of Israel where Abram put his 
faith and trust and confidence in the God of Israel and following after his ways and believing his promises, we're told in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, and Abram believed in the Lord and the Lord counted unto him for righteousness. And so actually the one that is calling Abram and enters into a covenant with Abraham is Yeshua. And we can see that the one who appeared to Abram in Genesis chapter 17 verse 1 is called in Hebrew Almighty God or El Shaddai. And this is a term or title used of Yeshua in describing him in Revelation chapter 1 in verse 8. So we can see the connection that the one who is making covenant with Abraham is Yeshua. Genesis 17 verse 1 is written, And Abram was ninety years old and nine, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am Almighty God. In Hebrew, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be thou tamim, or be spiritually whole or complete. Now, regarding Yeshua, and in describing him in Revelation chapter 1 verses 7 and 8, it is written, Behold, he comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him. I am the Alpha and Omega, which is the first and last letters in the Greek alphabet, and this would correspond to the Hebrew Aleph and Tav. So Yeshua said that he's the Aleph and the Tav, the first and the last letters of the Hebrew alphabet, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. I am Alpha and Omega. I am Aleph and Tav. I am the Almighty. I am El Shaddai. Now, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul writes, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He doesn't say seeds as of many, but as of one into your seed, which is Messiah. When Paul made the point that the promise was made to Abraham and his seed, he was making a reference back to Genesis chapter 17, verse 7, where the God of Israel who spoke to Abram said, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you, into your seed after you. And so this covenant was made between Yeshua and Abraham. And then it says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, if you are Christ, if you are Messiah, in other words, if you have repented of your sins, and if you have accepted Yeshua to be the Savior and Lord of your life, that is, you're a part of Yeshua's new covenant family, then are you Abraham's seed, and you are an heir according to the promise. How is it that if I've repented of my sins, and I've accepted Yeshua as Savior and Lord of my life, how am I an heir of what was promised to Abraham? the only way that that can be so is through covenant. Because whenever I accept Yeshua, a Savior and Lord of my life, I enter into a covenant agreement with him. And the Bible describes that covenant relationship in terms of a marriage covenant relationship. And Yeshua made covenant with Abraham. I made covenant with Yeshua when we made an exchange where I gave him my sins and I repent of my sins and 
and then he saves me and he gives me eternal life. And so I'm in covenant with Yeshua through that, but Yeshua's in covenant with Abraham. And so by being in covenant with Yeshua, then I inherit and I'm a part of the covenant that Yeshua made with Abraham. So I'm an heir of that promise. And so the only way that by and through being in Messiah that I can be an heir of what was promised to Abraham is if Yeshua made covenant with Abraham. Now, Lot is a firstborn and Abraham's nephew. Genesis chapter 11, verse 27. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. And so, being older, being an uncle, Abraham is to be the overseer and caregiver unto Lot and to help provide the needs of Lot. And so Abraham is Lot's keeper. Genesis chapter 11, verse 31 and verse 32. And Terah took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And Terah died in Haran. Genesis chapter 12, verse 4. So Abram departed, Lot went with him, and Abram departed out of Haran. Now in Genesis chapter 14, we have an account where Abraham wages war against various kings for the purpose of saving his nephew Lot and keeping Lot from being killed or going to captivity. Genesis chapter 14, verse 1. It came to pass in the days of these various kings that they made war and they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. In Genesis chapter 15, we see that Abraham's reward for his faithfulness and his trust in the God of Israel is he is given a promised son. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing that I go childless and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, This shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and see if you can count the stars and if you're able to count them. And he said, So shall your seed be. So Abraham's reward for his faithfulness under the God of Israel and his trust in him was not only a promised son, but also a promised land. Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto your seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt under the great river, the river Euphrates. And so we can see here that 
Abram is being faithful as a part of the kingdom of the God of Israel. And in his faithfulness, we see the principle that he is going to receive blessing, reward, or an inheritance from the God of Israel. And so in summarizing here, we see that Abraham is a servant in the kingdom of the God of Israel. And being a servant in the kingdom of the God of Israel, that Abraham has certain spiritual responsibilities in that kingdom. And in his worship under the God of Israel, he built altars because the way in which you were to express your worship unto the God of Israel is by worshiping him at the Lord's altar. And by Abraham being faithful to the calling and the task that the God of Israel instructed him in, he showed himself to be faithful, to be a faithful son in this task and this duty that he was assigned. And it was Yeshua who made covenant with Abraham. And Abraham showed kingdom responsibilities by making himself available in taking care of the needs of his firstborn nephew, Lot. When Abraham's firstborn nephew, Lot, lost his possessions in war, Abraham fought with those who defeated Lot to restore his possessions back to him. And by being faithful to the calling and task that the God of Israel gave to Abraham, he was rewarded with a promised son and a promised land as his inheritance. And so we see that there's duties and responsibilities within the kingdom of God in following his Torah and that by being faithful in his kingdom that you are to receive reward in inheritance and there's a test of your faithfulness within the kingdom of God. Next we're going to see that Esau is a firstborn and actually as we saw previously in the earlier part of this teaching that Esau was in the position to be the 12th Melchizedek priest of the kingdom of God on earth to represent that kingdom. And he was in the place of being a king, a priest, and a firstborn and holding those offices. And we then see in the account in the scripture that Esau is not going to value this place in the position which he had. And he's going to sell that place in that position to Jacob who did value it. Genesis chapter 25 verses 21 through 23 it is written and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah his wife conceived and the children struggled together within her and she said if it be so why am I thus and she went to inquire of the Lord and the Lord said unto her two nations are in your womb and two manner of people shall be separated from your bowels and the one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve the younger. And so the prophecy is is that the one that was born first, the elder Esau was going to serve the younger and that would be Jacob. So Genesis chapter 25 verses 24 through 26 
books, it is written. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and so they named him Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. Now continuing on, Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 through 31, it is written, And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day your birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I'm at the point of death. What profit shall this birthright do unto me? So we see here that Esau is only thinking about himself. He's only thinking about the here and now. He's only interested about the material world and what would benefit him. He is not looking at the legacy that would be in generations that follow. Neither did he value the kingdom of God and the spiritual duties and responsibilities associated with it. And so really what Esau despised in what he sold to Jacob was being the Melchizedek priest representative of the kingdom of God on the earth. And so in Genesis chapter 25 verses 33 and 34 it is written, And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright. And so here a term for the Melchizedek office of king priest firstborn to be the representative on the earth of the kingdom of God is called the birthright. He sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So we can see that that position of Melchizedek priest within the kingdom of God that carries with it the office of king, priest, and firstborn, that through faithfulness you can receive an inheritance, but because of unfaithfulness you can lose that place in that status. Esau was the firstborn in his family, and Esau despised his firstborn responsibilities and duties, and he sold his birthright to his brother Jacob. Now let's see from the Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 6-2, that Jacob had the position and office of firstborn, and he had the birthright blessing. Take the sum of Numbers chapter 4 verse 22. Hence it is written, he withdraws not his eyes from the righteous. Job chapter 36 and verse 7. Thus we find that Jacob eagerly desired the birthright for a godly purpose, to wit, that he might be able to offer sacrifices, which is what a priest does. And so he acquired it from Esau for money. The Holy One, blessed be he, therefore gave him his approval and called him my son my firstborn in Exodus chapter 4 verse 22 and conferred upon the firstborn the distinction of offering sacrifices before him. Now within Jacob's family Reuben is the firstborn in Genesis chapter 29 verse 32 and Leah conceived and bare a son and she called his name Reuben. 
given. And so given that if we look at the genealogical chart that I shared earlier in the teaching, that Esau was in position to be the 12th Melchizedek priest representative of the kingdom of the God of Israel on earth from Adam that Esau despised this place and thus despised the opportunity to rule and reign in the kingdom of God with the God of Israel and then that place went to Jacob and so Jacob then would be the 12th Melchizedek Melchizedek priest from Adam and the 12th representative of the kingdom of the God of Israel on earth to the peoples of the earth, having the responsibility to teach the Torah in the ways of the kingdom of God to the peoples on the earth. So then who would be next in line to be the next Melchizedek priest and the representative of the kingdom of God on earth after Jacob would be his firstborn, which would be Reuben. However, we see in the life of Reuben that he did not hold up the responsibilities and duties of a Melchizedek priest, of a firstborn. And one of the ways that you could be not responsible is this office you could be unfaithful to because of sexual sin. And Reuben lost his place because of sexual sin. In Genesis chapter 35, verse 22, it is written, And it came to pass when Israel dwelt in that land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard it. Genesis chapter 49, verses 3 and 4. And this is the prophecy as a result that Jacob gave to Reuben. He said, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, in the beginning of my strengths, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, you shall not excel because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it and he went up to my couch. In the Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 98.4, we see it explained here that Reuben was entitled to have the position and place of a king, priest, and firstborn that is the office of the Melchizedek priesthood. As it says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, Genesis chapter 49, verse 3, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. The birthright should have been yours. The priesthood should have been yours. The royalty or kingship should be yours. But it is not now that you have sinned in this sexual manner. So now we can also see how Reuben failed in his place and his position in Genesis chapter 37 verses 19 and 20 and verse 22 where here Reuben conspires to throw his brother Joseph in a pit and they said one to another behold this dreamer comes referring to Joseph come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit and Reuben said unto them shed no blood but cast him into this pit and so being the firstborn of the family, it was Reuben's responsibility 
to not only in receiving ultimately in it being appointed to him to have the double blessing which would allow him to have the means if somebody in the family departed from the family and became poor and to bring them back into and to restore them unto the family and if the situation called for it he was not only to have the means and spend to redeem someone of the family but if the situation called for it to lay down his life to bring redemption and or reconciliation within his family well that's going to conclude part five of the series on the subject the melchizedek priesthood shalom in yeshua the messiah amen Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.